0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another R slash pro revenge video. Today, we've got an awesome story of compliance against a company that screwed over so many long term employees. But first, a story from perversion. Witch. Steal my lunch? I hope you like Haram food. I recently started to work in an office. Not very happy about it as I prefer working from home. But it's only temporary, so I'm hanging there. Since I'm trying to save money, I take my own lunch instead of eating at one of the many restaurants near the office. Soon after I started, I noticed my food going missing from the break room. After a bit of digging, I discovered who the culprit was. One of my co-workers, let's call him M, decided it was okay to take my lunch without asking for almost a week. I had to put a stop to this, but since I had no hard evidence like a video of him eating my stuff, I decided to take justice into my own hands. You see, M is a Muslim and apparently very serious about it, to the point that he has to let everyone know about this at least once a day. Nothing wrong with being serious about your religion, mind you, but when everyone knows you as the Muslim guy, because that's the only thing you talk about, you may want to diversify your interests. To me, however, he's known as the lunch looter. Since it's my lunch, after all, and I have absolutely no dietary prohibitions, I decide to prepare myself a delicious pork sandwich. Pepperoni, ham, smoked sausage, chorizo, bacon, pork leg cochinita and even some Chicharron for good measure, oh and don't forget extra jalapenos. Normally I don't like them but I want this one to pack a punch. I call it the squealing supreme. Surely anyone who adheres to religious rules would be a fool to even go near my succulent sandwich right? Well seems like M is the type of person to grab food off the fridge without checking it first. Which led to hilarious results. At some point before my lunch hour, the office was set off by bloody screams coming from the break room. When someone ran off to check, they found poor M crying about eating pork and saying that someone put non-halal meat in the fridge. This was my cue to get HR involved. This level of drama wouldn't go unnoticed anyway, and catching M eating my sandwich was all I needed to get them on my side. Sadly the payoff wasn't great, he was let off with a warning. And his excuse for taking my lunch is that I always brought halal food, basically just chicken and vegetables, so he took it. It's not that he thought it was for him, he just said he targeted my stuff because I was the only one bringing clean food. He was still quite pissed and, in the last few days, he's been giving me the death glare. Moral of the story, don't take people's food. Who knows? Maybe they enjoy the food your religion considers sinful. This story kind of raises a good question that I don't really know the answer to. With religions like this, when you have restrictions where you can and can't eat certain things, if you do eat something that is, for example, non-halal by accident, like without knowing, is it permissible or is it still something unforgivable? If anybody knows, let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is from Cap Maverick. You got yours. I've been enjoying the schadenfreude here for a long time, and I'm pleased to finally have something worth sharing myself. My wife came to me with some unexpectedly happy news, and I feel it meets the expectations of petty revenge readers. Some backstory, my mother-in-law has spent her life cultivating a career of emotional terrorism, visiting it upon her children and grandchildren with extreme prejudice, along with most anyone who gets close to any of those aforementioned. She's narcissistic, bipolar, and just a mess. My brother-in-law, wife, and kids all have some manner of trauma traceable to my mother-in-law's influence. My father-in-law, comparatively, has been a saint of a man from what I can tell, aside from losing marks by way of enabling his wife's behavior over the years. Father-in-law helped us purchase our home in the same neighborhood many years ago when we had trouble with a loan. With plenty of passive aggression from the mother-in-law on the matter in the background, it was bought outright with the equity of father-in-law and mother-in-law's home. We pay the mortgage towards their equity loan monthly. This has also led to mother-in-law referring to us as her tenants, passing herself as the owner of the home, etc. In some really embarrassing ways. Father-in-law has passed away recently, mother-in-law has a long history of making everything From her son's coming out to her daughter's divorce about her, this as expected has been an endless wealth of drama from my mother-in-law. My wife's been taking care of things around her home while she wails as the grieving widow. Wife recently discovered that most of the house bills were unpaid and that some were headed to collections soon. Wife gathered up the bills and made spreadsheets presenting them to my mother-in-law. Her first reaction was to wail incoherently. When my wife suggested ways to resolve the debt, my mother-in-law became hateful towards her. You just wanna get your hands on our money. Now, father-in-law did extremely well in planning his retirement. He managed a portfolio that left he and his wife close to three quarters of a million, and they've enjoyed a modestly extravagant decade, doing literally anything they pleased. Father-in-law managed all the finances, so they fell into a slight disrepair in his absence. Any time it came up, cue the hysterics, hence my wife's offer. My wife, who has ever been the dutiful daughter despite the constant put-downs and harassment from her mother, suggested that she explore a power of attorney, so that my wife could consolidate her finances, get a lawyer to manage the estate, and to see to any bills, and arrange for a will if she so wished. After a week of silence, my wife received a rather vitriolic message from mother-in-law, I'm doing the power of attorney, but I'm giving it to your brother. I neglected to mention that any prior whispers of a will was met with daggers from mother-in-law. And her favorite phrase on the matter was, Don't even ask, you got yours. We're definitely not banking on getting a cent of the inheritance. We made our peace with it, no problem. But it is salt in the wounds my mother-in-law has dealt my wife, brother-in-law, and the kids over their respective lifetimes. Enter my brother-in-law. He was the firstborn, and he has never put up with any of the crap my mother-in-law has tried to sling at him. He grew up shielding my wife from the bulk of her outbursts, at least partially, and calls mother-in-law out on her behavior. As a result, a neat little phenomenon occurred where, as my wife seeks mother-in-law's approval and affection, my mother-in-law seeks the same from brother-in-law. Brother-in-law doesn't like the raw deal mother-in-law's been giving my wife. He takes the power of attorney and consolidates all the debts, sets up the estate, etc. In doing so, he digs into all the accounts. Turns out, father-in-law had set money aside for his kids and grandkids, in addition to his retirement, to the tune of about $200,000 each. Mother-in-law seems to have had no intention of passing it along. Good thing brother-in-law's now acting executor, thanks to the power of attorney. So, after seeing the care of mother-in-law to the end of her days and the management of her estate, unbeknownst to her, brother-in-law paid off the entirety of the outstanding equity on mother-in-law's home, which paid off our home, and he released access to the trusts belonging to him and my wife, and put the trust for our kids in my wife's name. We now have the potential to be completely debt-free before the end of the year. This is life-changing my wife is over the moon, and obviously so am I. It will be all sweeter if my mother-in-law decides to crack at my wife with that, you got yours again. My wife can just smile and nod and know that it's really true. Well-deserved comeuppance for her and brother-in-law after what they had to endure under mother-in-law all their lives. Hope you enjoy. I think this is one of those situations where... You definitely say to yourself, "What they don't know won't hurt them." I mean, that's definitely one good way to deal with somebody that's just been so overbearing and unreasonable, and I guess you could say unwavering in their views. The way they worked around her in this situation is just brilliant. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our next story is by Training Outcome Five Four Six Six. Want to embarrass me in front of my clients? um, you brought this on yourself then. So I'm a travel agent and have a nice little office where my clients come to meet us or book travel. One of my clients, we'll call her Kay, has had issues with everything we've done for her. She booked a trip that was cancelled due to COVID lockdowns in April 2020. Most places were closed and she wasn't flexible about destinations so we couldn't do much and finally offered to refund her the full amount. Therefore, making no money despite putting in hours of effort. Kay has decided that she wants us to give her a free trip because it's our fault she couldn't go on her original trip. Again, COVID-19, lockdowns, government regulations. So every week she makes one visit to our office to harass us into getting something for free. It never works, but she's been doing this since we issued her a refund. Last week I was talking to a couple of new potential clients in my office and Kay comes in. Our waiting area is centrally located and all our cabins are around the waiting area. She saw me busy and started knocking on my door constantly. I had no option but to excuse myself and open the door to tell her to please take a seat as I'm with other clients. She wouldn't have it and demanded I speak to her about the trip that I cancelled and ruined for her. Now, this obviously concerns my new clients and I can see them ready to get up. I decide that I've had enough of her. I look to my new clients and say, would it be okay if Kay stepped in and I gave her a couple of minutes? Y'all are comfortable, so you don't need to move. She can use the other chair there. The new client shrug because, let's be honest, it's a weird situation. I say, Kay, please confirm you were supposed to go to Random International Destination in March 2020. She says yes. I say, the airline cancelled your flight due to COVID-19 and did not offer a refund. Am I right? She said, yes, but... I say, I'm sorry ma'am, please let me finish this verification, as I need to make sure I have all the information. I'll certainly hear what you have to say. She remains silent and I say, did we offer to rebook you on flights to so-and-so, 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 and -and -and and -and so-and-so? She says, yes. I say, did you decline those destinations with no explanation? yes did you reply to any of our emails asking you to let us know what you were looking for on this trip so we could plan the trip for you she says oh i'm sorry i need to head out i forgot i have a meeting i say ma'am please give me a couple more minutes i don't want to waste your trip to our office she says okay when you didn't reply to our emails we issued you a full refund and absorbed the cancellation fees and deposits of your non-refundable reservations She says, yes. I say, ma'am, please tell me what you would like us to do. As you know, we did not cause the cancellation. The cancellations were beyond our control, and we even gave you a refund losing money ourselves. How can I help you? She says, no, nothing, I'm sorry. Have a great day. Once she left, I apologized to my new clients that they had to see this. They were super understanding, but my favorite part happened after that. One of the couples said, Isn't that Kay? She goes to our church. She's very active. I immediately go, yes, y'all go to the same church? What a small world. Clients end up making a huge reservation, and I'm a happy camper. Three days later, a friend calls and asks what happened with Kay in my office, and I walk her through the entire episode. She laughs and asks, so did you make her go through this because you knew they both go to my church? I say, why yes, of course. You referred them both and told me they're from your church. She's been harassing me for months, and my employees detest her. She had told us how active she is in church and how much she deserves a vacation. So I knew the others in your church would know her, but she didn't seem to recognize them. I later found out from my new clients that she loved to berate people to get what she wanted. Turns out she was expecting more money from us for her lost time and efforts. In return, her church now knows how she harassed us, and we've gotten a lot of free marketing from this story. I guess you just had to find the right audience. I mean, I imagine somebody that comes into your place, right up to your counter, knocks on your window, and is demanding all these things would already have no shame. Guess it just takes somebody that they slightly know or have to see on a regular basis, you know, seeing how stupid they're being, to finally get it through to them how ridiculous they've been being. This next story is from Dark Forest NW. Company screws over long-term employees, and my boss's act of revenge helps me start a freelance media company for pennies on the dollar. For legal reasons, I can't disclose the exact location, purely because the team I worked with were cool guys, and our boss screwed over corporate really hard without them noticing. This took place in 2012, Part 1, The Fire Marshal. I worked at a smaller chain electronics store that sold top of the line video cameras, PCs, cell phones, photo cameras, and this new thing called 4K televisions. For context, we were located at an expensive outlet mall, we were literally the only electronics store in the mall, and the only place within 50 miles that sold high-end electronics. Logic dictates that this in itself would make our location prime real estate, and we would have record sales every year spoiler alert that's exactly what happened and we basically killed it five years in a row furthermore i got hired because i came into the store looking for some video equipment the store manager was caught off guard by my advanced technical knowledge of camera technology because i kept asking him specific technical questions on certain models note this piece of information is relevant for the end of the story so with that preamble out of the way let's get into the heart of the story While working the camera counter, the mall fire marshal came in and asked to see the store manager. Since I had no customers at that moment, I decided to take him to the back to meet my manager. This verbatim is what I can remember. I say, hey, the fire marshal's here. The manager says, why? I say, I don't know. Want me to let him in the office? They say, sure, give me a moment. The marshal says, okay. Mall management wanted me to ask when you want me to bring in the construction foreman. I say, what, are we building something? looking at my rather baffled boss manager says no i didn't ask for a construction foreman the marshal says well aren't you aware of the new overpriced clothing store that's going to be built here at that exact moment i and the store manager looked at each other then looked at the fire marshal who handed my manager the work order on the brand new overpriced clothing store that was going to be built at our exact location thus Permanently ending the only high-end electronics store miles around. Part 2. Money Talks A few days later, the manager held a store meeting with me and the rest of the team. Prior to this meeting, the manager gave me permission to tell the rest of our 12-person team about the incident with the fire marshal. So the manager confronted corporate about what was going on, and after some skillful verbal gymnastics, we got the whole story. Manager said, so I called corporate to ask what's happening, and I'll tell you straight. Overpriced clothing store has been trying for 10 years to get a spot at this outlet mall. They went to every store with a buyout offer for the store. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash storytime Front. The CEO of this electronic chain was approached by overpriced clothing store with a massive check in the millions to break our lease and hand over the storefront to them. We weren't supposed to know any of this. Corporate wanted us to be in the dark right up until the last day two weeks from today. Yep, everyone was freaking pissed. In fact, we were so angry that all of us did the absolute bare minimum. This included the manager. In one week, we tanked our own sales by 70%. Corporate freaked out and sent a hatchet man to talk to the store. This doofus was confused why we weren't giving it 110% and was surprised when we got visibly angry when he informed us that we wouldn't be getting severance pay or a letter of recommendation. My manager very politely told him to leave and that he would take care of the situation himself. Part three, oops, my finger slipped. After the hatchet man was banished from our store, the manager took a close look at the management handbook and noticed a little snafu that was written into the book in regards to discretionary discounts, mainly that the store manager had permission to discount any product in the store up to 90% off, and the offset of the cost will be absorbed at the end of the year discretionary cost analysis. Yes, you read that last sentence correctly. And the wonderful part of the story is that the store was being shut down by the end of February. So another store meeting was held. The manager told us that two days before our last day, we were having a secret 90% off sale just for employees and their family. When I heard this, I asked the question everyone was thinking. So let me get this straight. This includes every single item in this store? The manager says yep in fact what you guys can do is pick out everything you want now and set up a little pile in the back room make sure you guys labeled everything and i'll include the premium service warranties for free well i decided to do some shopping newfangled 240hz 4k tv 4k camera system three five-hour spare batteries 5 128GB SD cards, shotgun XLR microphone laptop, 2 1TB external portable drives, a tripod, car tripod, underwater camera housing, an action camera, a large capacity camera bag, and custom shoulder strap camera plate system. But wait, there's more. The manager told me I could have any of the HDMI and mini DisplayPort cables that are currently attached to the showroom TV and computer displays, On the day of the secret 90% off sale, we all showed up two hours early from the back entrance and bought our items. With tax, I paid about $1,153.69 for about $13,000 worth of brand new electronics and, in essence, gave me the necessary tools to start my own media business. As one final screw you to corporate, the manager gave all of us a phone number to a caseworker at the local unemployment office who was sympathetic to our cause. Part 4. I've never seen this man before in my life. Well, flash forward to March 2013, and I'm carefully navigating my freelance media company into a nice stream of steady work. I get an unknown phone call from a law firm representing the electronics company. Apparently $400,000 worth of electronics were, mistakenly, sold at a 90% discount, and they wanted to know if I had any information on where I could find my manager. The following conversation is what I can recall to the best of my memory. I say, may I ask why you need to know this information? They say, well, we believe that he woefully misused his discount privileges. I say, okay, but could you answer a question for me first? They say, sure. I say, why did your client, the CEO of an electronic chain, take a multi-million dollar check to break a lease on his own business and not properly inform the store staff of its impending closure? Dead silence. I say, hello. They say, sorry to bother you, sir. And that was it. The moral of the story, don't screw over your employees. P.S. Boss, if you're reading this, Take comfort in the fact that none of us had sold you out and I hope you're living a wondrous life. I got a Handycam video camera and an X5 still camera. I traded them both for a Sony FDR-AX100 a couple years later. I was checking my camera storage to see if I still had my old camera and found my Sony FDR-AX100, which is a 4K model but wasn't released back in 2012, so sorry for the confusion. The great irony was JVC released a camera a few months later after the store shut down and I would've killed for that camera. TV Correction Yes, the first-generation 4K TV from Sony was $70,000. However, there was models I've seen at the time that were sold from $16,000 to $20,000. Just google first 4K TV prices. Why so expensive? Because manufacturing cost wasn't under control yet. But I apologize, my TV I got was HD, not 4K. It was a weird mutant hybrid Sony HD TV with motion flow tech that made it go from 240Hz to 480Hz. I traded it in for a Sony X-Series in 2014 and then traded that for a TCL HDR model in 2018. What happened to my boss? Basically he moved out of state. He was an older gent, I think he was about 60 years old, because he told me how he got into electronics in the late 80s and early 90s. Started at Comp USA, then Gateway 2000, Circuit City, Fry's, and then finally the store I worked at. So my guess is probably retired now, and honestly I have no clue what his legal situation is. But we all loved him because we were broke as freak at that time, and had no loyalty to corporate. As for my media business, I started shooting videos, a lot of music concerts, weddings, and corporate videos. Then once everyone and the mother got a movie camera on their cell phone, I switched over to video editing and motion graphics. I also do studio photography for various products for small startup companies or local shops. I use the blanket term media business because it's to simplify the weird evolution I went through. The one piece of advice I can give for people who want to start one is to look at what Ultra HD resolutions are going to become the standard in the next 5-6 to years and plan your tech purchases from there. That's it for me, I'm going to leave the original story as is and not edit anything. I don't want to be accused of making stuff up. One last thing, a while back I did write a story about my very brief adventure at Best Buy. I deleted it because it was poorly written and it was just a diatribe against this really runty and incompetent manager I had. I decided to bite the bullet and go full time with my media company. I'm happy at the fact that I don't need to work retail anymore. Again. I like to stress this happened a decade ago so i apologize if my dates aren't a hundred percent accurate i'm just trying as best as i can to remember everything but this all took place in 2012. all i can say is i am by no means rich i by no means have a whole lot of money saved up in my bank account but i know if i was in a situation like this It would be the equivalent of if I really, really loved chocolate and candy of all kinds and had unbridled access to Willy Wonka's factory. I'd be plucking and picking off all kinds of tech from everywhere, and even spending $1,200, I wouldn't even blink considering the amount of stuff OB got. This is like one of those awesome dreams you have. And then once the law firm calls you up and starts accusing you, that's when you wake up and you're like, oh, well, I wish I would have had all that stuff, but I do appreciate not being prosecuted. And our final story of the day is from Ancient Ice. Make my co-workers cry? I'll help karma turn your life upside down. Backstory. I worked at this hotel for over two years and was one of two people left that went through the training when our hotel changed hotel franchises. During this training, we were told about certain rules the company had. The cast is the manager, the front desk manager, he was only here for four to six months at this point. Me, I'm a nice guy, unless you're a bully or an entitled person, and a few others I'll mention as we go through. One afternoon, I was scheduled to work second shift, three to eleven. I walked in, and both AM front desk co-workers looked like they'd been massively crying, as their makeup was smeared. My manager looked quite pissed. I asked what's wrong. The manager said, We have a major jerk as a guest. This guy is the highest level on the rewards for the hotel chain. He's very demanding and wants free upgrades, free this or that, and screams anytime he has an interaction with the staff. This guy has made every department call me complaining about him. Now, this guy just came to the desk and screamed at these two co-workers until they were both crying. These two ladies were fresh, high school graduates and were very sweet and innocent people. They loved helping people and didn't deserve this treatment. As he's explaining this, I look up this guy's room details. Once my manager finishes explaining everything this guy had done, I see this guy's info. I had a smile from ear to ear. I reply, didn't you see that he's an employee of a different hotel? The manager says yes, but so what? I replied, first off, while you travel as an employee, you're required to behave and be respectful. It's in the fine print on the discount form. I grabbed his form and showed it to the manager. Failure to be respectful can lead to having your employee discount suspended or permanently revoked and even get you terminated. You need to call this guy's hotel and ask for the GM, then explain to him who you are and what this guy is doing. I look up the hotel's phone number and call the hotel and handed my manager the phone. Manager, after his call ends with the GM, has an evil and satisfying smile on his face. Says, his GM is steaming mad after I described all the stuff this guy has done. The main switchboard phone rings and I answered. Hello, thank you for calling hotel name. How may I direct your call? The caller says, I want to speak to entitled jerks room, please. I replied, absolutely, sir. Have a nice day. Transfer the call and look at my manager and say with a sarcastic tone, Someone wanted to talk to Entitled Jerk. Gee, I wonder who that could be. Manager continues after he stopped laughing. The GM gave me his personal cell phone number and said if I have any more issues at all, to call him immediately. I'm leaving the phone number next to the switchboard. If you need it, call him. I told manager, your revenge is done. Now for my revenge. Manager wide-eyed says, oh crap, what are you going to do? I smile a very evil smile saying, you'll see. I pick up the phone to make a call. Hello, Hotel Rewards Customer Service. Yes, I'd like to report someone using a rewards account while using the employee discount on his stay. The customer service says, He can't do that. I replied, I know. I'm calling to report him. I gave her the guest reservation number and rewards member number. I continued, I bet anything. If you dig through this guy's history, you'll find all his stays are probably at employee discount. Customer service says, I'm starting a ticket to have this guy's account investigated. I replied, thank you, and then hang up the phone. The manager watched as I then removed his rewards number from his stay. My manager had a huge grin on his face. That was awesome. I explained, oh, I'm not quite finished with him yet. It's time to go and spread the news to all departments he's no longer a rewards member. I made a new key for his room without concierge access. I walked around to every department as I explained why I was stopping by. Everyone had the same reaction as soon as I mentioned the guy's name. Oh god, now what about this jerk? I finished explaining how he was no longer a reward member, and if he gives anyone issues to call the front desk immediately, and his GM probably already tore him a new one just a minute ago. Everyone was so happy at this news. I finally went to the concierge room, used the guest new key to void his current key. Then I walked into the room and explained the information to the evening concierge. She cringed at the mention of his name. After explaining she wouldn't have to deal with him again and asked her to leave the morning person a note about this guy not being allowed in the concierge room anymore, she was very happy. While I was gone, evidently the manager explained what we did to the 2 a.m. front desk ladies. The minute I got back to the desk, both my front desk coworkers all came up to me and gave me a huge hug and thanked me so many times. The manager said to me after the two coworkers went home, do me a huge favor, please. I replied, sure, what's up? He says, if I ever piss you off, please come tell me so I can fix the issue. Later that night, entitled jerk comes to the desk Hat in hand, politely saying his key doesn't work. I replied, oh, so sorry about that. Let me make you a new key, in the best fake smile I can muster. Aftermath, the next day I check his rewards account, and it's now suspended. I check back next week, sorry, account number not found. I think this goes without saying that if you're going to treat people that you don't even know, like total jerks and try to basically abuse them, eventually you're gonna run into somebody that maybe they don't respond at face level but they're going to like try to find some way to make it worse on you you know whether it's the chef you piss off and spits on your food that's just an example by the way i don't condone that ever happening but still you're gonna run into somebody unless they've really royally screwed you over with just total total incompetency life's too short to yell at people working at a hotel But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.